0: Hi, cuties. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cute Girls Club. And I am your host, Jaja And I most definitely am enjoying the series that we're doing right now, The Hard Conversation in, Re- in Relationships. It's a five part series. If you haven't gotten an opportunity to hear the intentions talk, The Vision Talk. I definitely would suggest that you go back and check those episodes out. Um, They're they're not very, very long, but they're packed with information. Packed with things that you can definitely apply to enhance your relationship life. So, the next one that I'm going to have is the your past talk now this is a very 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 difficult talk I would not suggest this to be the very first talk and some of it you can observe but some of it you're gonna just have to bite the bullet but I would say After you all have been seeing each other, you know, for a month, a month and a half or two, you're clear on his intentions or maybe when you get clear on the intentions, because if you're saying that you don't want a committed relationship or you don't want a serious relationship, I don't I would say this series is probably not the series for you. This series is for people who want to be in a serious, committed relationship, who want to cut the fat and get to the meat. We need to stop all the BS, stop all the games, stop all the nonsense. So, the past is important because often it dictates the future. Often people are carrying these bags. Often they're carrying this hurt. They're carrying all of this baggage and hurt. And one of my friends, shout out to Scott. I'm going to have him on the show, ladies. Um, He's going to be a treat for you. But he and I were having a conversation um, a few weeks before because... Last weekend, actually. And um, he works for the airport. And he said that he was coming back from one of his trips. Because he goes on a lot of good trips and stuff. And he said, and I was sitting there. And I was just observing. He says, the people who have the three. They got two big carry-ons. They got two two big bags. They got a carry-on. They got a personal item. And they struggling they tired they huffing and puffing they having a difficult time just getting through the airport because they got so many bags i said also don't leave out them bags is expensive it's costing them to carry these bags around so you got to pay 75 pounds for this one 75 because of this one 75 for this one because you 50 dollars a bag so now you got to pay a hundred dollars then you get there and you put it up on the thing you literally you put strain on your arms your back your shoulders you get it up there and it's overweight now you got to pay an overweight fee or you have to get rid of some of the baggage he said we got people we walking around in life like that he said, you notice how the people who got that one carry-on with all their stuff in it, um, maybe one little small bag that they rolling in a backpack on their back, and they just zipping on through the TSA, smiling. They got their ear, their air buds in their ear, and they singing a song, and they coming on through. And they and, and guess what? They done got on the plane, and it took their flight. Then when they get off, they just walk on and get out there and take their Uber. But no, not you with with all the bags. Now you got to go down and you got to get to the carousel. And now you got to wait. And when yours come up, you pray to God that your stuff is not tore up, it's not broken, or it's not stolen. You see how much pressure is on you to have all these bags. And the past... It's it's killing a lot of us. So some of the past stuff you need to know. A lot of people you know, some people like, well, uh, I don't I don't think a man should ask me how many sexual partners I should have. Well, yet no, if he's gonna be one sided about it. I was looking at a TikTok video the other day crying laughing. She asked him how many people he had been with, and he was like 40-something. And she said, he asked her how many she was with, and she, he said, she said three. He said three! Three! Like, he didn't just say 40. Now, if it's a level playing field, okay, I don't care how many people you slept with. You don't have how many people I slept with. Now, the better question is how many people you slept with unprotected. That's a better question. Because the past. Dictates the future. And I'm going to tell you this. These are questions that's more important. Do you have a felony? Now a lot of people be like huh? Yes. That's a legitimate question. Especially if you're a person who want to travel the world. Because felons cannot go everywhere. Their, their, their passport is restricted in some places. Some places you can't even come in their country if you're a felon. They probably like, hey, we got our own felons. We don't need no felons from the United States. So can you get mad at them? Well, no. This is a important, important one. Are you a sex offender? And be clear on what happened. Because a lot of this stuff was sex statutory, where they was in high school, the daughter was fifteen and he was eighteen. He was a senior, and she was a junior. I mean, a sophomore. But because the daddy got mad or the mama got mad, because they found out it was some sex involved, that they pressed charges. Now that is nonsense. That's the reason why I really do not believe. I really feel like there should be a separate school for seniors, period. Because if you are an adult, because this is the thing, young people are going to have sex, especially when they're young, they're learning. So why would you put somebody who has the potential to turn 18 years old during the school year in the same school with somebody who is underage of under the age of consent? And that's why it was some school, I went to a school that I didn't even understand why we had a junior high and a senior high. But now it made sense for us to have a junior high and a senior high because at the, at the junior high, most of everybody who came in was 16. And I think that's the age 15 or 16. One of them is the age of consent in Georgia. So at that point, there's no liability on the school system. But you need to ask, are you a sex offender? Because nobody wants to know that their husband is sneaking and registering to be a sex offender. And then when you look on the sex offender registry, your house is on is 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 uh, boot beeping on the damn registry. Because he done low key and I probably done start started something with somebody because somebody gonna check to see if they house on this on it has been low key placed on the sex offender registry. And that's another thing you need to if you have children why would you not ask if a man is a sex offender? And you need to ask for his license and his ID. I have children, I have to investigate you because I have to make sure that I'm bringing safe people around my kids. And let me explain something to you. A man that says, oh I'm not giving you that information, he does not have, his intentions are not in alignment with what you need. And it's okay for him to say no. But it's also okay for you to say, well, you know what, we're not on the same, we we, we don't require the same things. Because the safety of my children is first and foremost. So I'm asking you for your information because yes, I need to make sure that I'm not bringing a sex offender in my home. Do you understand that there are sex offenders who appear to be real nice and kind? You know, they'll take you on a date and buy you groceries and take you places and spend time with you and be nice to you and everything. And then you invite them into your home. And then, next thing you know, a sex def defend- you, ha- you have invited the serpent up in your house to sexually assault your kids. So, what's your sign, and uh, what's your favorite food, and what's your favorite movie? That's cute, and that's all nonsensical, but some things you need to have the hard conversation about. Even when you ask, do you have felonies? Do you understand that most of these apartments won't even let you own their premises with no felony? So you you got to make sure who you linking up with is it somebody that you can that that y'all can get around his his previous mistakes. And no, a person is not a person is not the same as they were 20 years ago or 15 years ago. But some things you can't risk it. A sex offender and you have kids I don't care if he say he can say he changed to the cows come home but you can't risk that around your kids because your job is to protect your kids and have good judgment and when we ask in your sexual history you know how are you what's your relationships like with your mother And some people are like, well, I don't want him to be because he might be a mama's boy. Blah, 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 blah. The reason why I want to know what your relationship is like with your mother. Because if she's abandoned you. If she hurt you. If she wasn't there for you. Or if she neglected you. Or if she treated you. She verbally abused you. Physically abused you. You know what? That's not going to work for me. Because of the simple fact is. Is that. It distorts a person's love language when they have bad relationships with their parents. There's going to want one of two ways. I want to be the very exact opposite of what my parents were or I'm going to be just like them. And so you need to be clear on what you're getting, what you can handle. What's your background? Because if it's similar, y'all can work it out together probably. But a person who came from a happy household, where people was everybody was loving, their parents and stuff had a good relationship. To go with somebody who was broken, who was beaten, who parents let, let, put them up for adoption or left them. A lot, you know, a lot of adopted kids who have been adopted transition healthy. But it's always that low grade in the back that that parent didn't want them. And they can't look at the fact that some parents couldn't afford you, or some parents couldn't be with you, and especially the children who are multiracial. A lot of parent, a lot of those kids was left because um, that's the last thing that the white parents wanted to explain that their daughter came home with the biracial baby. So they would, they would go away from the summer, and they would give those babies away. It was a hurtful reality back in the day. Not now. But when you're dealing with that of a certain age. That hurt runs deep. So a lot of times you have to ask. And if and, and this is the thing. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Say how did. Ask the questions. And be compassionate. How did it affect you? How did that make you feel? And if it's hurt and it's angry, and and a lot of people are like, well, damn, you sound like a therapist. But to be quite honest, getting to know someone is damn near like being a therapist. You have to ask the hard questions, and you have to analyze the answers that they've given. And then you have to see, do they fit in your life? So asking a person about their past is important. Do you have a history of violence? Does your family have a history of violence? Because a lot of a lot of men have been in relationship, been in households where fathers or boyfriends or whomever would, would physically or verbally and uh, uh, mentally abuse their mother. And when they were small, they was helpless. And they didn't have no way to fight this person who was abusing the person that they love. And then a lot, often that behavior is learned behavior. And these are hard questions to ask people. And let's, and let's, let's understand. The people who don't have, have these issues, they're not going to be uncomfortable. They'll just answer you no. When you've got to watch that body language. If somebody tens, tensing up or somebody, psh, man, going on, on with that. Mm. You ju- and, and that's exactly what you do go on, on with that don't deal with they ass period because if they dismissive you need to be dismissive mm. I'm talking to somebody and this one is going to be a trip ask somebody about their work history let me tell you something it's folk out here married people, you ain't even know and I'm guilty of it. You don't even know if they got a valid driver's license. You don't know if they got car insurance. You don't know if they, they car insurance high. You don't know if they fake behind on their car payment. They you gotta ask these are, you you it's it's literally when you ask somebody what's their work history. Because you can't sit here let me tell you something. Love is cute, but unless you're on the episode of Love Is Blind or somewhere, way, you can get a little piece of check or, uh, um, recognition or some uh, or a platform to be able to, um, to be able to monetize. But for regular everyday people, love don't pay no bills. And let me explain something. Nothing makes a woman fall out of love with you. More than coming in the house and ain't no lights. Or opening a refrigerator and ain't no food. Getting in a car that don't have no gas. Walking up to a door with a notice on it. Nothing kills love like that. So asking a man what his work history is. A man that said, oh, I'm between jobs. Well, that's that's good. You know, I hope that you are able to, you know what I'm saying, monetize your vision and your dreams. And once you get all that together, give me a call. Because that's somebody that don't need to be focusing on dating. He don't need to be focusing on nothing but getting his shit together. And you don't want to be the distraction. So asking about the past is important. Don't be afraid to ask the hard question. Don't be afraid to have a hard conversation. Cuties, I'm going to close this out. This is your host Jaja, and you know I am excited about this series. We got two more to go. If you had got an opportunity, please go ahead on and go back and listen to the intentions talk and the vision talk. It's got a lot of good information, ladies. Thank you so very much. And you have an amazing and amazing day.